Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whichever part of the world you are listening to. This is Irfan Nurani, your Clarity Coach. And today we have an amazing, amazing human being who I'm going to be having a conversation with. So first of all, to all our listeners out there, uh, a little bit about me, if you don't know me, if you're tuning in for the first time on this podcast, uh, my name is Irfan, Irfan Nurani. Uh, I am the Clarity Coach and I've help people, a lot of people around the globe to help get clarity in their life so that they are able to move forward in the direction that they always wanted to. As they say, the way gets punished, the clear gets rewarded. So my mission, I'm on a mission. And with that mission in mind, my mission is to impact 3 million people in the next three years by 20th April, 2023. I would, I wanted to impact 3 million people globally. So with that in mind, you know, I had started this podcast along with my other work. I'm an author of five books. Uh, I've done coaching around the world. I've done speaking engagements around the world. And I wanted a lot of people, a lot of you guys out there listening to get an understanding of how certain people carve their path in spite of all the challenges that they have been through. And, you know, with that in mind, the one of the most important names that came to my mind is of Mr. Niranjan Nerle. Now, Mr. Niranjan Nerle is going to be live with us today and he is going to be enlightening his journey. But let me tell you who this gentleman is. The gentleman is called a rebound coach. He's a rebound coach, TEDx speaker, author, uh, inspirational speaker, and a corporate trainer. He believes that challenging one's limit rather than be limited by the challenges. Over the period of two decades. He's in the, in the corporate world. He's been a trainer. He's, he's found, he's a founder of Excel plus services, coaching and training firm. Niranjan has trained more than 4,000 participants and eight and 80 plus organization in the last 10 years in the area of agile project management and various Indian and overseas clients. Now this is just not even the tip of the iceberg. He has done much more. Most importantly, he has traveled to five countries in his wheelchair for his work that he's delivered services to motivation, uh, motivational talks, uh, coaching seminars uh, in different college and corporate uh, institutes. Now, his, his life in itself is, what do I say? I mean, it, it, it's a shining example for people who, you know, uh, have gone through certain challenges and, and bounced back to the, to the fold of 1x, 2x. But this guy has bounced back to the, to the, to the fold of 10x with, with what challenge he saw in his early, uh, early career or early life. I mean, again, there is, he, has, he has earned various awards, Rotary Diversity uh, Awards 2018 for vocational excellence. Uh, he's been featured in various uh, uh, national and international televisions like Doordarshan for India, uh, if you talk about India. And then, you know, he also has his own program called Stand Up, Rewire Your Destiny and You Can. And he's, with this, with this work that he has taken up as a coach, as a speaker, as, as an inspirational guy who can, you know, who inspires people and goes about uh, traveling and, you know, helping people out, he has taken up a mission to impact five lakh people in the next five years to realize their potential and become successful in their life. 
Now, I don't want to take a lot of time in his description because, you know, again, I, I can keep going on and on of what he has done and how he is recognized today. But I would, I'm rather focused on inviting him, having a conversation with him to understand how he went through this entire journey of transformation himself with all the challenges that he faced in his life. So, uh, Niranjan, welcome to Clarity Conversations with Irfan. I'm so honored and happy to have you on this podcast. Oh, thank you, Irfan. Thank you very much. for. Uh, oh, it's a great privilege to have a podcast with you. And I'm sure uh, you're going to uh, ask all the things what you want to ask. And I'm willing to share wholeheartedly. So um, thank you very much. Thank you, Niranjan. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for being uh, so giving. Now, Niranjan, uh, you know, uh, I, I understand that uh, I believe you were doing engineering at a very early age of your life, like beginning of your career, right? So tell yes. me a little bit about what 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 was life then? What was going on in your life? How things were, and you know what was happening there? Yeah, I was. Uh, so it was in the year nineteen eighty-two to eighty-seven. So that is the time where I did my civil engineering. That was uh, in my home. Uh, it's a native place called uh, Davangere in Karnataka. Okay. So, so I did my civil engineering at that time. And to tell you very clearly, you know, in, in fact, to just to go a little bit before getting into civil engineering, I was a very, very average student, you know, I mean, not very studious and diligent in studies, things like that. I used to spend a lot of time in uh, games and sports rather than books. So, okay. So 10th to 12th standard, that was more crucial. So one of my brother who did uh, MTech in IIT Delhi had uh, secured a job in Bangalore. Since I'm from Karnataka, so at that time he had uh, come to my home place and my native place, and uh, my father was no more. My mother was there, and he was sharing about his job and things like that. I used to respect him a lot. In fact, even today, he's one of my role model. So, and my mother asked him to take me to Bangalore to make him, to make me to study so that, you know, I will be more, she was of a fear that, you know, if I, I may not uh, be able to make a great career. So she was always having that fear. So she asked my brother, wanted to take him to Bangalore. So then my brother asked me, would you like to come to Bangalore? So at that time, it was like in a double bind, you know, once one side I was feeling uh, to very difficult to leave my native place, my friends, my mother, because I used to love my mother. But at the same time, I used to love my brother also. So yeah, then I said, okay, I will come. So that is the time when he took me to Bangalore and he put me to one free hostel there. Okay. So when, when I was studying in that free hostel, you know, I used to be alone because now I am away from a native place and nobody is there except me in the room. At that time, a lot of uh, time, I, I had a lot of time to think about myself and my future. That is the time, you know, I started really start thinking really about my future. Okay. And I used to even start... Uh, uh, in fact, I was crying sometimes in the night why I became alone, things like that. But at the same time, 
I also used to think, what is going to be in my future? My father is no more, and uh, my mother is old lady, and how I'm going to carve my future? So mm. that is a some a time where you know it starts. There's something uh, inside me started igniting that you know you have to make your life, otherwise you'll be nowhere in this world. So then I thought only way to come up in my life is through better education. So I was just an ordinary student. I never used to score even more than 60%. Then I I decided, okay, I think this is the time, the the second PUC, the 12th standard, if I don't get good marks, I will not be able to get admission, either engineering or medicine, things like that. That was a time, in, in fact, at that time, I also got influenced to Swami Vivekananda. My brother okay. used to take me to Ramakrishna uh, temple there. And whenever the prayer was going on, there were some messages I used to feel, you know, that I used to feel very inspired to come up in my life. So this, this is the t- one turning point, I can say. Sure. That day I decided, okay, this is the time I have to change my life. So I started becoming more focused on my studies at that time. Okay, great. So this was the first kind of a breakthrough where you yeah. were on your own uh, craving for the connection and the love. And you said, you know what, why, why, why is it like this? And then you started understanding that your father is not around and you need to be in charge of your life, not only your life, but serve your mom well so that you need to do it through education, make yourself better and, and move forward. Brilliant. What a realization, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I share a similar path because, you know, I I'd also lost my father, we were very poor and, and things were not working out. Money was a challenge. Things were a challenge, a lot of, you know, family issues. And uh, I also realized at some point, you know what, I need to take charge. And that's, that's what even my kind of a first turning point. But again, uh, so going forward, like, you know, I, I, I know we haven't touched on, on, the, on a very, like the one of the crucial turning point of your life, uh, you know, which which happened next so i yeah. think you were studying there and uh, in the hospital and which year, year you were on uh, you were in when, when if you can enlighten about that episode that happened that completely yes, changed yes. your life yes please enlighten about that episode yeah yeah after so when i got my engineering seat and i finished my civil engineering for four four and a half years i always had a great desire to go abroad so i am basically from a very middle class family i didn't have too much money so I thought only way to go abroad without spending money is to secure admission in IIT. So hence, with uh, great hard work, I secured admission in, for post-graduation in IIT Mumbai. That was in the year uh, 1899, 89. And I got uh, admission in aerospace engineering. So I nice. finished my post-graduation in 1991 beginning. So and then I was working in a Bombay Port Trust it's, uh, as a class one officer. Right. And I had the finished couple of years of my service. In 94, there was a multinational company which had hired me. They had handpicked me to send me to US. This is a software company and they had a, a big operation in US and they were, were looking for uh, some candidates to send them for long assignment. At that time, this company hired me to, in fact, they handpicked me and they said me in the interview also that we want to send you to US for a long time and uh, hope you are okay with that. So then I had joined this company 
it was two months had passed somewhere in uh, September 1994 and uh, the now you can imagine it was a November 1994 right and in another uh, one or two months I should have been in US and uh, almost visa documents and everything were getting processed and this right. company was training me lot so they were upgrading my skill they were uh, uh, training me to improve uh, all the activities how I could do in US Right. And I had come, I used to stay in a bachelor's flat in Powai in front of IIT. That okay. was my, my professor's uh, flat only. So mm -hmm. we were all a group of bachelors who were staying in the sub flat. So we were around four people. So it was a weekend, Friday, I finished my job and came to my flat. And I used, I started feeling a little tired. I don't know what happened. I just slept on my cot and mm. normally what happens in uh, Mumbai is Mumbai is being a busy place all bachelors like to live their houses in the weekend they go and stay in different different places and they come on Sunday right right so when I came from my job in the night 8 8 8 30 nobody was there in my flat right. everyone had a uh, gone for weekend uh, relaxation so either to their friend's house or relatives house like that. Mm. So I couldn't even realize I just slept on my cot and that I don't know after that I am completely sort of a semi-conscious state. They call it as a delirium state. So in, wow. in, okay. in, medic in medicine, in fact, okay. I came to know about this state later only. Sure. So you will be semi-conscious, you will not be knowing exactly what you are aware of doing it. So I came and slept and it was Sunday afternoon. I don't know. This is what my friends are told. Okay. And I think Sunday afternoon, three o'clock when they came, I used to, I was sleeping and uh, murmuring something and they're discussing yeah. uh, to take me to hospital. At that time, suddenly a, a knock from the to the house uh, door a lady came and knocked the door and uh, alerted my friends they told she saw somebody uh, falling from the balcony wow. um, upper floor okay. and she saw a man going down like that so then my friends immediately went and saw me in the basement and they went to the basement they did when they saw that they realized it was me so basically they were not in the room while they were discussing with uh, whether they should take you to the hospital or, or not they were there in the room they were in the other room and i okay. was in my i was in my room okay 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 so then my friends saw that it was me and uh, they realized uh, that i had fallen and uh, oh God. then uh, my legs were uh, moving for some time and they remained uh, static and they did uh, start moving later on and i was uh, injured on my right hand had broken at three places so they took took me to the hospital. I don't even remember even till today how all these things happened. Yeah. And now just to give a fast forward for next seven days, next seven days, I am completely in a, a sort of a semi-conscious state that I am not realizing what has happened. And now I open my eyes. At so since I, that, so sorry, I'm interrupting in Ranjan. So since Sunday, Huh. This entire episode, obviously, you don't. You are in a delirium state, and you probably just 
fall off the of the window or the balcony balcony yeah balcony yeah. and since that point onwards you have no realization no understanding of what is no, going on no, and it, no. if, even the next 7 days you are saying you are completely unconscious or semi semi conscious in fact i am semi conscious because my brother was there but i don't know what was happening i don't okay. even know okay okay how those seven days passed so until now you have no realization of what changes have happened to you yes. or, or yes. what effect it had had on you on your body on your hand on your legs and everything right you don't have to Ab- okay absolutely Correct. okay so now i will uh, tell you the incident how i came to realization you know so it was like after seven days i it was in the evening 5, five o'clock i feel 4 to 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock i saw some of my friends uh, standing around my cot hospital cot right and uh, then i recognized one guy he his name is ravish tankar he used to mm. work in uh, larson and tobro in mumbai okay. and he started wishing me then i also started wishing him mm. then i was wondering why how come these guys are st- uh, standing in front of my cot and i am s- sleeping on my cot i mm. i I, not, i couldn't even think what has happened to me then okay i started wow. telling them hi guys how are you things like that then uh, these guys they moment they realize that i am not even aware they become even more emotional at that time and one guy started uh, wow. crying and i started seeing the tears coming out of his eyes then i wondered how come what is the reason this person is crying crying I yeah. him, hey come on man what is what has happened to you why are you crying when i asked this question he started even crying more shit then i thought something really something wrong must have happened either to i do, i couldn't even think it has happened to me i was still right. thinking you know i am just lying on the bed maybe something yeah. happened and they would i they would have put me on my hospital cot things like right. and this person started explaining you know um, it was seven days back you fell down from the balcony and uh, professor's wife saw you falling down and then we came to the basement and saw your body on the ground lying and we took you to hospital and this is what has happened then i realized uh, I, I, started, i started even laughing in fact hey come on guys how can i fall down from fourth floor am i fool or like that to jump from fourth floor it, i could in fact could not con- contemplate or comprehend the entire thing that has happened and in fact i found it i found it fact it was hilarious for me wow then, uh, they said no no this is what has happened then i started thinking oh this is what has happened and moment i came to that realization i couldn't even imagine how come this incident can happen because you know i did not do anything deliberately and all of a sudden i fell down from fourth floor then after few days i came to know through medical doctors that you know it probably i would have done it out of delirium state so in delirium state what happens i would have walked to the balcony and from balcony i slipped and fell down so this is what doctor uh, suggest uh, said to me then i thought oh i have fallen down from fourth floor and now my legs are not moving but let me tell you even then i was not was aware that i am not going to walk forever in my life 
God. So then I came to the realization only after three months after my accident. So I was brought to my native place. I came to my native place in Dhangra. I was admitted. So you mean? And, sorry, I'm interrupting. You mean yeah, uh, ahead, the entire episode that had happened? Obviously, you started realizing now after seven days that something like this has happened. And it took some time for for it to sink in completely. What could have happened? Why it happened? Uh, or the way it happened, basically. Yeah. Uh, but also during this period, um, no one has told you that this is going to be like this for the rest of your life. Or so you're not you you have not been told, or you have not realized it. Absolutely. They've not. They've not even spoken about it. Yes. Yes. Even my brother uh, kept it uh, secret. He okay. knew it. doctor right. had told him but right. he hide it from me probably he thought you know i might take it very seriously okay and okay. now the real truth the truth came to known to me after 3 months of accident when i was brought to my native place the orthopedician one day came to me and it was maybe like 10 15 days after uh, my staying in the hospital he said iranjan i want to be straight with you i want to tell you one thing tomorrow onwards you better get used to riding the wheelchair you are not going to walk forever in your life and i want to be straight with you this is something i never even expected i could no words came from my mouth except the tears when he was telling I, i i couldn't even imagine is this the truth what is telling till then i used to think i'll be still going to us and maybe some small injury must have happened and i had even my two wheelers which had not uh, i had not even sold and i was still in a high state of dream that i will be in us and now when i'm told that you spend rest of your life in wheelchair how can i accept it it was so difficult whole world turned topsy turvy like i said yeah. whole world you know I, i blank literally i couldn't even think next 10 to 15 days why 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 what Only kind of what Only kind of question. what kind of thoughts were running into your mind from that point onwards so tell you very frankly irfan yes uh, i was completely and i didn't even know what to do next because if disability happens right from birth you know you get used to accept the disability but now i am in the 29 years uh, having such a great stellar degree and from iit next couple of months i would have been in us for a very pretty long assignment and my life would have taken completely a different professional uh, turn i would have been one of the top notch professionals in us but now how to spend my rest of my days itself was a big question to me and i started uh, thinking first i started blaming is god yeah. i started telling is there any anything called god first of all why wow. people keep telling god 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 if god had been there this situation should not have occurred to me because i have come from middle class background struggled hard to get a seat in iit with my own uh, effort 
with a government scholarship. I did my IIT degree. And when I picked from a MNC, out of my sheer brilliance, they, I cleared the interview and in a couple of months, I'm going to be in US. Why this situation had to happen at this point of time? Wow. This was something I started even thinking if God had been there, I don't think he would have kept quiet like this. So I started even hating God. Wow. No, there is no concept called, there is no, there is nothing called God. In fact, it's all only our concept or our own notion. Mm-hmm. I start, kept on telling this to my sisters, brothers, everyone who came. No, there is no God at all. If God had been there, nothing like this would have happened. So next 15 days to one month was pretty difficult because some of days, some of I used to pass because nurses and other people and friends and my relatives to come. But in the night, when night was ha- coming, it was so difficult for me to spend the night time. The whole world was looking dark at that time. It, and I couldn't even move my one inch of my waist below. I was paralyzed from waist below. My three hands, were, my, my right hand was broken in three places. And I used to look only the hospital roof and everything was looking dark in that silence. More and more silence was there. I used to feel pretty difficult to accept it. And I started thinking, what is going to happen to my life in future? Who will, uh, how I'm going to manage my life? I went into severe depression, in fact. I went into severe depression. I thought of even ending my life after one month after this accident. Wow. Hello. Hello. Yeah. What, 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 I mean, I was completely into the imagination of your, what you're saying. And I, I mean, I can, I can only, I, I can't comprehend what you went through and it's, uh, it's crazy. But the next question that I want to ask Niranjan, obviously uh, you went through this for a period of time battling with your inner self going and asking this question, whether even God exists and why this happened to me, why this happened to me. How, how did you find a ray of hope to go on figuring out, you know, moving forward, uh, accepting what has happened and, and moving beyond what, what are the things that happened? And, you know, what is your mechanism that, that helped you to accept the reality, what it is, how it, it's going to be like this, right? Uh, and you know, again, well done to your friends and family. They 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 did did their part by not letting you know in, in, in at that point, and then a certain point you realize. But anyways, you know, it, still it's 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 a it's a, it's a mammoth task for you to deal with reality now. Now th- this is my core question: How yes. did you dealt with the reality? And you did not take your life. You did not stay depressed. You sprung back like a hero, and you stood up saying, you know what? I don't care what has happened. I'm going to move forward. So what was that turning point? What was that realization yes, yes. or what was yes. that person? I'm, you know. Yes, I understood your question. Let me share. See, as I said, you know, one, at one point of time, I gave up because I felt there is no point in living in this world and I should end my life. Then I started thinking how to end up my life. So now, even though I want to end my life, I was in such a kind of condition, I couldn't even end my life because I couldn't even lift my body one inch. Even if I wanted to hang myself to the hospital fan, how can I go and hang myself? 
Yeah. So even if I want to take some, some other technique, I started thinking different, different technique to even die. And I found none of this technique were becoming into practical realize practicality because I couldn't even lift my head, leg and my body and my head. So how can I go and die? So this after again, one month after thinking of I dying myself with different techniques, I found in a deadlock position. I came to such a deadlock position. I am not, neither I want to live nor I want to die. And that is the time I started thinking, come on, what is this? I want to die, but I am not. I cannot die. What is this? Even though I want to die, God is not allowing me to die. And at the same time, God has made me to get into this kind of situation. Then I started thinking, what is this? There must be some reason behind it. There must be some reason behind this. Because for falling from 40 feet height, I have not heard many people surviving. And then I started thinking, I have fallen down from 40 feet height, but now I am in a position not even to end my life. I think there must be some reason behind it. So let me start living my life and see what is there, what is in store for me. A lot of no naysayers were there. You know, they were telling, how are you going to manage your life? And how are you going to, who will take care of you? How do you manage your life in the future? But I decided, this, is, this happened after two years after my accident, when I was getting out of a hospital. I decided, okay, if my legs are not working, I have my brains, my head intact and my hands intact. So I should be able to make use of these things rather than things that are not there in my life. So that was a time I started thinking. Wow. See, more and more I start thinking about things that I don't have. My life is going to be like this. There are only two choices, either to give up or keep going. So what do you want to choose? It was in my hand. Like they say, you know, how do you respond to the situation is most important. So I decided at the time, if I give up, I, my life will be completely in a corner and I don't know after some days I may even uh, leave this world. Now I should not give up and take up, take charge. Let me see what is there in store for me. There must be some reason for this accident to happen. So then I decided not to give up and I started thinking, let me make use of the things that I have, the God, the strength that I have, that my head is working, brain is intact, my hands are intact. Let me start continuing my job in software companies, even in the wheelchair. See, in working in a software company, you don't need to walk. All you need is your hand and your brain. So at that is the time, this is after two years, I decided then I got out of the hospital and took up a job in corporate. Got it. So that's what that that's what is the turning point. And you started working in a in a yes. corporate setting uh, as a software engine, uh, you know, professional. Correct. So now now I am out of the hospital. Two years I finished, and now I took up a job in corporate in a multinational company in Bangalore. And this company was thought it was a good company. So they also had their own fear, you know, to make me they wanted they were had their own fear to give me a good responsibilities because they were also fear they had their own uh, worries and thoughts worries that whether how i am going to manage my life but they mm. said okay 
we don't want to interview you are from iit but we want to see whether how you can manage your job in form yeah okay so come for a few days see get used to the condition only when you feel we will think of making you permanent so i was just a, a temporary job and i was just going every day in the auto rickshaw and mm. initially i had not i was not given any responsibilities at that time so then they were also feeling you know making me to simply sit in the hospital uh, the office may not be good so then they gave me an internal project they asked me can you develop a software for uh, hr uh, firm mm. uh, hr uh, department mm. and i thought this is the best opportunity i should make use of it they gave me a couple of trainees mca guys and i led that project i finished two three months in a very successful manner i finished the entire uh, software development for a hr department it's an internal project Excellent. so they were very happy they were very happy and then the management decided i think this guy is uh, mentally quite fit and we should put him into uh, international projects then that is the time they made me a permanent employee in that company and next two years it was like a rising like a phoenix mm-hmm. so in my case Super. it was like ri- rising from the hospital bed yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's 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 no less than that i mean it's it's it's, it's phenomenal i mean no Yeah, so let, you know, you let, know. Me, let me share the next two years then i think you will be even more uh, surprised yeah. to see so the next two two and a half years was like great change in my career uh, where i became a head of quality assurance department i was leading a group of 8 to 10 software engineer i became a manager in just two years just two years and uh, i became head of quality assurance department and then these 8 to 10 people were reporting to me i used to feel so proud i am leading a group of 8 to 10 people and at that time there was a international quality certification was coming to my uh, uh, my organization wanted to get this and hardly any companies in india software companies only i think infosys or motorola some four five companies and uh, my company wanted to get into the certification the international certification they asked me since you are a quality head for medical system why don't you lead this initiative for your business uh, Uh, department then then i started leading that initiative and we got an international quality certification within 6 uh, months and i was awarded as one of the extraordinary contributor for uh, for the group of five, we were five people core people core team and i was in the core team and i was awarded with an award called extraordinary contributor by a ceo so this company is philips amazing the ceo gave this uh, award in a five star hotel and and they even sponsored me hand controlled car they gave me a hand they, with the company's money they donated a hand controlled car so that is the place you know i time Superb. i couldn't even think you know just two and a half years back how i was and suddenly how fast i had grown in my job and now i i used to drive my own car in hand controlled car wow. amazing superb and, superb yeah and, and another thing to add for you is it was even more uh, it will be even more uh, inspiring to hear is at that time when we had got this international quality certification my company became very popular all over the world and our company's headquarters in netherlands philips netherlands they extended invitation they asked why don't you come and uh, 
give a presentation to us that how you guys got this award and i was sent to netherlands and when i land up in netherlands and i am delivering a presentation in the front of 825 to 30 white guys you know dressed in uh, black suits with confident grins on their faces and it was i who took all their questions and told them how to achieve what we had done in our company in bangalore so wow. what mattered at that time was my ability not my disability and i was respected for my abilities this wow. was one of the greatest moment in my life wow so would would you would you say i mean you know this is maybe maybe my my thought process but if, if would you say something like if you're going through the challenges respect your respect your abilities to come out of it rather than uh, uh, the disabilities that, are, that the challenges created for you absolutely right See, what yeah. a beautiful notion right yeah, respect your abilities yeah work with it rather than uh, getting stuck with the challenge and and looking at the disability that the challenge has created yeah so i did not make my disability as a main factor to get stopped i became unstoppable yeah. and i was every time i was unstoppable see physical disability is there but what i felt in that time for my two years of stay in the hospital and when i after i delivered the presentation i was able to overcome the disability in the mind see yeah. disability in the body is okay but disability in the mind is worse than the physical disability super very well said very and, well said i i i i you know niranjan bhai i have come across so many people so many people able bodied um you know people having challenges maybe some personal issues maybe some uh, some diseases as well but you see you the you nailed it beautifully what you what you are telling me right now and you know your mind should not be disabled your Absolutely. mind should be able you should you should focus on what can i do rather than what is it that i cannot do in a situation absolutely see Brilliant. the physical disability is a limitation but it is not a obstacle obstacle to go beyond so it is in our life to how to handle our limitations i take it as a challenge okay but i am limitless in my mind if my so, mind is limited then i can't do anything whereas in my case my body is limited i have limitations with my body but my mind is unlimited because of my mind i can i know how to manage and take this my physical limitation i don't consider it as a disability i consider it as a limitation but i know how to manage my limitation because my mind is limitless superb so so niranjan i i i know there is another part of your life during yep. this entire journey that uh, probably a handful few people know about this because i don't think um, i'm not sure if you have openly shared with a lot of people or you have i don't know but i i realize that you know you have uh, as for our interaction goes you know only a few people knew about this uh, to a certain point so i want to again you know you you came out beautifully well i'm i'm glad you did not uh, you did not uh, leave this world the way you were thinking and you became an inspiration for thousands and, and i'm sure millions in in coming in the coming years and I, i you know i'll be i'll be very happy looking at those that that vision of yours but at the same time there is something else ha- that happened in this journey which you had shared with me can you enlighten on, on that part and you know that was in itself a a a a super super achievement like a, a superhero thing because 
with your with with the situation you are in and taking up that ownership and responsibility uh, you know uh, le- actually let me stop let me let me ask you yeah yeah i, I know because... that uh, i i know you're asking about my um, yes. personal life yes okay so to tell you another uh, to start with it was sort of a miracle i can say miracle i happened to meet a girl when i was in the hospital uh, a nurse she was a nursing student so she came to treat me uh when i was in the hospital bed you know i was in a critical condition so as she went on treating me we became friends and we developed more rapport and rapport turned into closeness then closeness turned into friend more friendliness more friendliness turned into love finally and this girl wanted to live with me and she openly expressed uh, somehow i am highly impressed the way you have taken up your life the way you speak the way you think about your life so i want to take care of you i want to be with you so when she said like that i started laughing how how why you want to live with me and you know i am going to be permanent in the wheelchair and i am not going to give any great uh, happiness to you so more more you start living with me more trouble you have to face but she said no 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 don't think about my uh, about those things because you need a help and i want to be a good help because you are alone and once you get out of the hospital you require somebody support and i'll be with you i don't uh, look for uh, other kind of pleasure i want to live with you and to take you to the main street so this was a situation where i met a girl and we decided to live together and we started loving each other this all these things happened in hospital and when i came out of the hospital she was with me when i got a job in corporate she was with me and uh, she is uh, from kerala and she is a christian lady and i am a hindu and we were not married and she used, we used to live together in a house and i used to go to job every day she used to help me and in fact i will tell you she is uh, an angel she is an angel wow. the way she entered my life was like an angel when uh, like in a, in, a, in christian language if we want to say like holy spirit it's like a holy wow. spirit she came to my life at that time and uh, if she had not come at that time it would have been great difficulty and she taught me how to manage my life and we okay. were living together so nicely a great girl wonderful girl beautiful girl and we spent almost two years of uh, living together and what happens you know in uh, in my caste we are uh, we are uh, hindus and very traditional caste and my relatives used to tell since both of you want to live together why don't you get married things like that mm-hmm. so then then i we took a decision to get married and we got married also in a Uh, very very simple we didn't do any celebration just a registered office and mm. did a small celebration in my rented house in bangalore right and after the marriage again maybe so it is in 1998 yes my mm. in the year of 2000 so two years had passed after the marriage life was going pretty well and we started thinking about the having a child and we started exploring uh, different uh, techniques of uh, getting a child since i am a uh, physically challenged person biologically i cannot become a father so we explored different techniques but ultimately none of the techniques could get uh, succeed and uh, we found that only 
way for us is to adopt a boy uh, adopt a child and then we thought of adopting a child mm. and okay. then what happened is we went to an orphanage and we adopted a boy who is 9 months old when he came to our house wow okay and this was something when he came to my house my house was filled with so much happiness now i used to think what man how come life can change like this once mm. once my life was so good and i fell down and i went into such a rock bottom stage and then again i rose up and i got a fantastic job doing well in the job having a girl who's married me and having a child even though it's not my child but i have a child great child and we are living as a great family and things are going quite well and this after this incident i would like to tell you was something a great bolt from the blue it is a biggest shock of my life so the shock that happened when i was accident was more of a physical shock this this was a more emotional pain or emotional shock so after 6 uh, years of staying with me one day i do not know what happened to this girl she came and openly expressed that she wanted to have a different life and she wanted to get separated from me and that was something i did not even have a little glimpse of it that she will want to go out of my life and when she said like this i couldn't even think what to do well then, then uh, see it is not in my hands when the other person doesn't want to stay with you then we didn't have any great uh, animosity fight so she said i don't have any animosity with you i don't have any bad feelings all i want is a freedom and uh, you have been leading a life now and you are on own on your own and now you give me freedom so that was something which was so difficult because even though i wanted to give freedom but there was a child in front of us my son was two and a half years at that time wow. i started i my only question for her is okay fine if i had been alone i would have open heartedly accepted and allowed you but now there is a child two and a half year child and we are, we have promised in the court that we are going to be father and mother and now you have taken a decision to live so what will happen to this child yeah huge so question that that was a big question and i told her to realize at least this this one and change if possible change the decision but maybe i don't know she was not she was not able to change her mind at all she said no more and more i want to stay with you it will be more difficult and i want to have a separate life and with a great pain in my heart we got separated and to tell you this was something which happens in movies but it happened in my life i had to drop her to the railway station when she was going out of my life wow she asked me on the day of living okay i want to go to her railway station i have got a lot of luggages okay so let us depart friendly manner so please drop me to railway station then i to sat in my car uh, with her help only and she sat in the car took all luggages went dropped to the railway station in bangalore and she went to kerala and we got separated and uh, after we got separated 
I came to my house. My son had come from the school. There was one small girl who was, uh, we had hired to take care of my son. And uh, my house is only me and my two and a half year old kid. You just imagine what would be my situation at that time, staying alone, managing myself, it's so difficult. Now I had to take care of two and a half year kid. But something, I start thinking, come on here, what is this life? How can, how do I land up like this? And immediately, yeah. I put a leave. I told my boss, I explained my boss everything. I told him that I need break. I need two, three weeks break. I will not come to the job. Allow me to, I'll put the things in place. I'll come back to my job. Then I told myself, no, no giving up. I think this is another testing time. So right. I so, you, so you didn't have a thought that, you know what, now she's not there. How will I take care of my child? Uh, maybe I can send send the child back to the orphanage or figure out a way who someone else can take yes. care of because yes, yes, yes. In fact, you asked a very valid question. And uh, I, giving back to the thought of giving back my child to orphanage came few days before she left. She, so what happened is I informed my orphanage people also about her decision to leave me. And orphanage people said, why don't both of you come? We want to have a discussion with you. Then we went to the orphanage and they tried to change her mind. She was unable to change her mind. And uh, they told me, Niranjan, I think she's not able to change her mind. I think it's going to be difficult for you to take care of the child. If you want, you can give back the child to us and we will adopt him to other parents. We don't want to give, give you more problem. But at the same time, uh, we, want to, we don't want child to suffer. If at all, it's not possible. Then I, I told them very straightforward. I don't know how that word Stanton came. I told them, ma'am, I cannot give this child back. He is already turned off years. I have developed a sort of a relation with him. That wow. I'm a father. I have given a oath in the court that I will be a father for him forever. Superb. Come what may, I will see that this guy will be taken care of. You tell me. What are the ways to take care? Then they were very surprised and they started uh, thinking, telling me sort of different ways of taking care, like foster parents. You can leave me, leave him in the foster parents' care. Every day you can go and see him. So I, that day I did not give him back. I, I took a strong stand. Even if she's not there, I will find a way. I will find a way when, how, how, how I found my way when I was in the hospital to come out of the hospital to lead a life. Now also I will find a way. Maybe I may not be able to get a solution right now. But if I have this mindset, come somehow I will get a way to manage my son. So I came back and immediately hired a, a nursing a nurse for me to take care of me and my son. And there was a small girl to take care of my son every day. And we started managing my life without my wife, with the help of caregivers. Next one year was three, four caregivers. I managed my life with three, four caregivers. Uh, every time these nurses used to come, I used to change them three, four months. Because see, what happened is these nurses also started taking advantage of my position and my situation, physical disability. And they were demanding some unfavorable uh, favors things like that. So I did not yield and I, it was becoming difficult for me to manage with the, some nurses. Then, then after one year, 
of again continuous struggle managing with caregivers i found a wonderful caregiver rather me finding it was again uh, god sent i can say now wow. i believe in god at that time i never used to believe in god wow. because a lot of things have changed now so then i got a caregiver from a native place from uh, my sister told me there is one uh, widow who is a elderly lady and who is i will ask her if she is willing and we got a nice care uh, caregiver who was uh, 54 years at that time wow. and when she came to my house lot of things changed she took the entire responsibility of the house and my headaches of managing the house was over except leaving my son to the daycare center and going to the my job and coming back from the job in the evening and is to pick my son so this wow. lady today she is still with us superb after mm. 17 years and my son now is 21 years old wow i mean i mean a, a, a clap or a round of applause it's 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 like a speck of appreciation i would say about what you have done what you have gone through and you know the way you have come out of situations it is a massive inspiration for people who are listening out there and i'm sure you know uh, uh, ranjan as 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 we all of us the entire world is struggling and battling with the situation called corona and a lot of people are in a situation where either they have lost their job they have having difficulties you know some people maybe somewhere around the world they they can't even afford to you know find food for their families right and 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 then some people are maybe thinking right now of of extreme things to 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 do or or, or you know or escape the world or whatever the case may be man i want each and every one of people to listen to stories like yours and i'm sure there are many more out in the world but you know this this is like right from the horse's mouth and you know what 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 how the way you shaped not only you shaped your life after that incident but you shaped another human being's life you gave support you gave guidance you did not give up right you found a way and i'm telling you if people who are maybe you know in a tough situation tough spot have it adopt a certain percentage of your mindset certain percentage not even entire mindset i'm sure they can find a way i'm sure they can understand that there there is always a way figure out talk to people go seek help do whatever you must rather than getting staying stuck and thinking about you know what i can't do this why why me why god has given to me yes there is a period you know you 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 go into that phase but the smaller the amount that you stay in that state or that fear state or that worry state or that challenge state the better it is for you and for the people around you that's what i've learned from people right the amazing people who you have phenomenal mindset like yourself they don't stay in that state for a longer period of time so you know listen to the story of niranjan how he did it right he has done it in spite of his his, his physical limitation which is again hum log we are, we are saying only physical limitation but it's massive limitation he can't move on his legs he can't move his body man i'm i'm telling you i i am having goosebumps right now i was patiently listening to every detail of your story that you were mentioning i know it's it's gone uh, beyond a little bit more than the usual time of a framework of podcast that i do but i want people to listen to this understand where they are remember what they can do rather than focusing on what they can't do and figure out a way if a man like niranjan can stand back up help people today he is helping 
thousands of people to stand back up. Each and everyone has an innate ability to do these things. But we, we forget because we, we get tied up with the challenge. We, we, we listen to people. We listen to naysayers. We, we listen, pay more attention to a situation and problem. And we compound it to a way, in a way that we, we, get, we, we, we paralyze ourselves in our mind. And it doesn't have to be. I'm saying, I, I'm, not, I'm not reducing the size of the problem that you may have or people out there may be, may be having. But I'm saying, figure out a way. Seek help. Go to people. Talk to people. Seek guidance. Do what you must. And, and, and Niranjan, you know, I, I, I know we have, we have talked about your entire journey, but tell me now, how have you been inspiring a lot of people? What, are the, what is the current life right now going on and how beautiful it is for you to be living this, this life, inspiring, guiding, and, you know, fulfilling everything that you, that you always wanted. Please enlighten about that area. And then, uh, you know, uh, I know it's, it's a little bit, I'm taking a little bit more of your time, but it's important for people to understand doesn't matter what has happened, doesn't matter where you were, but it matters where you are going and what, what are you doing about it. Yes. See, after bringing up my son again, I worked for corporates for max 12 years. After 12 years, I, in fact, I lost the job in my latest company, not the company where I worked earlier, because of lack of understanding of the management. Then I decided on that day, come on. So I should get out of this rat race and make my life completely full of freedom. I should not be dependent on anyone. I should be boss of my life. On that day, I decided, let me start creating employment for myself rather than depending on others. And I started thinking on the day, I resigned the job, came back to my house and started thinking how to create a life for me, a professional life. So... Then I started thinking about my strengths. See, every time, you know, in life, situation comes and it is all, we have to see the testing time to test our potential. Every time the situation was testing my potential, every time I used to go beyond, I used to find my potential is so much, so much limit, limitless. I, there is so much inside me to demonstrate. So then this third incident, when I lost the job, on that day, I had an option. My boss told me, why don't you go and say, get a job in other company? It will be very difficult for you to manage your life alone. Then I said, sir, I don't want to depend on any companies. I want to create employment for myself. Then I started thinking of my strengths. Again, I never started thinking about my weaknesses. Then I found my strength that I used to be a good lecturer in my engineering college. Then I decided, okay. Training is a better option for me. Let me start doing corporate training. And I started become, I became a freelance trainer and uh, I made a decent name in just six months and I could establish myself as a very good trainer for, in a corporate world. And then I started getting offers from different cities. Then people started telling me, see, you have a problem in traveling. You are a physically challenged person. But if you really want to come, we don't have any issues, but we'll be very happy to take your services. Then I decided, why should I must get limited to my own Bangalore city? Again, mm -hmm. there will be a way how to manage. If I want, it is everything, your phone is in your mind. If your yeah. mind starts thinking of possibilities, you will yeah. start finding the ways. If your mind starts thinking of no possibility, you will get stuck. So then I decided on that day, okay, let me see how I can manage if I go to other cities, then I established a proper planning system. I established a network 
with you know how to manage so that i found a house hotels where they are physically friend, friendly for physically challenged people and i used to book such hotels in all cities and i used to inform before only and there was everywhere there was like airlines guy used to help me and then hotel guys used to help me in the hotel and i i started giving training in various cities i traveled almost all metropolitan cities in india alone in the venture wow. on two three days i go i go and flight i normally i go on flight i go and deliver the training and finish and come back to my place and i have done almost almost all cities all main cities delhi mumbai super uh, southern cities kerala chennai hyderabad super then i even started getting offer from outside countries awesome. then there was a situation in hyderabad i had trained a company in hyderabad so this company had a headquarters in us in texas state those guys said they were very impressed hearing that i these people in hyderabad very happy about my training capabilities so they extended invitation wanted to come and train us in uh, us that is only your we are leaving it for your choice we don't want to uh, trouble you because of your uh, situation but if you come we will be more happy then i decided when i have managed my life in india like this there still i can still go abroad also let me see see this wow. is what happens now see i will you have written in my book one of the chapter is other side of life happens only when you leave your comfort zone yes as long as we are in the comfort zone we won't be able to see our other side of the life yeah and yeah. i took a decision come on i will go to us then i planned every trip or the whole trip properly and uh, booked three four transition airport so that you know i can get in the transition airport and go to loo and because uh, especially going to yes. bathroom is difficult for me because i can't even lift myself in the uh, from the uh, wheelchair aircraft uh, seat sure, so sure, sure. i had decided i will empty my bladder only at the transition uh, airports man super and 24 hours i have 24 to 26 hours in fact at that time there was a snow super. in london my flight got held up for 6 hours in the london we are sitting there craft i managed to reach uh, texas by changing three flights after 36 hours and everywhere i managed at the transition airport i used to go and empty my bladder and used to consume very less liquid and then when i went to texas after finishing my training they are so happy in fact i it's those photos are available in my website and all and uh, they were so happy they offered me in a consultant job to give a consultancy from india itself and when i come back to india i landed up in bangalore i was so proud come on man how can life can be possible made possible as long as we think it is possible niranjan i salute you i really from the bottom of my heart i salute you and you know i let me let me i'm sorry i'm uh, yeah. taking a minute right now here sure sure i don't know people everyone listening out there as well imagine how many times do we complain about small little things that we can that that there are not that non i mean it should not even affect you people complain about oh i did not get the kind of food that i wanted to eat the lockdown has done this oh this has done that this has done that small little things 
this man we are talking to niranjan right now he figured a way to go for long flights hold his pee so that he can go out and do some magic in other people's lives right i mean what do we complain about the small little things think about it guys think about it there is so much if you want to do you can do right stop complaining go out and do things go out go out and go out and help someone someone else you know what suffering is suffering is me obsessing about me go out and help someone do things for someone niranjan over to you yeah so then another great shift is last two two and a half years a lot of people were telling you know you are leading very inspired life why don't you go and make a difference in people's life okay you are the way you lead your life itself is inspiring you should share your life story you should change a lot of people need a sort of motivation nowadays so this is where i started thinking in 2018 somewhere in the beginning of 2018 and i thought okay i think i should spend my time a little bit of time in making difference in people's life so that is the thought i started reaching out thought of going and making difference in people's life and i attended a workshop in uh, when i met you in uh, july in uh, goa yes. in yes. arfins uh, this thing and after uh, the workshop somehow you know there was a huge inspiration that i had to create my social uh, presence then uh, in the workshop i decided i will first thing i will do is i'll come up with a book first yeah. i'll write a book yeah. then i decided immediately after coming out of the workshop we can came to bangalore i started writing the book 70 days within 70 days i finished my book excellent and, and uh, the whole book was about my experiences how i made my life unstoppable and every time i used to think my life is unstoppable then what title i should give then i thought since i have chosen to be unstoppable i am unstoppable today let me give the same title then i gave the title called i chose to be unstoppable and this book this book was released from rotary club rotary club and after I, it was released in rotary club and my name became so popular it came in the several newspapers and people who read the book they felt so inspired and i you can see this book feedback in uh, it is available on amazon a lot of good feedback has been given to this book and the whole thing i i didn't do any great effort in writing I, all i did is sharing entire my life experience yeah. after the accident and yeah. every chapter i shared each and everything about yeah. my the way the whole life you know like has become like a roller coaster now so yeah. what has happened is after the book then i started uh, giving motivation classes i only started getting some invitations from schools colleges then corporates then i came up when i started giving motivational uh, uh, talks people were getting highly inspired and they, when they share my story they used to feel very inspired and then i came up with my own stand up system a system called stand up where it helps to stand up for people to stand up in their life see the whole idea is they have to stand up for their life for their challenges and what they believe in and i right. have designed my program with my own life strategies what i had i 
got it and created this program and started conducting those workshops, Super. outbound workshops. And this workshop, I got pretty good testimonials. Okay, and now because of COVID, uh, this workshop became a problem and now I'm converting the whole thing into online training. Okay, so then last November, all of a sudden, I got a call from TEDx team. See, many times to become a TEDx speaker is so difficult. People chase how to, they start thinking so much how to become TEDx speaker. I right. never even thought in my life how to become a TEDx speaker. TEDx came behind me. I didn't go behind that. Yeah. Yeah, they would because you 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 have you have done well. You you've got a story. You have faced life right in yeah. the eyes, and you said, you know yeah. what? Uh, I'm let not let me let, yeah, just uh, just one minute. I want to share that incident. Yeah. So one day I got a call from TEDx team and asking me go for phone call. They said, sir, we have seen videos in your YouTube and uh, we are very inspirational. Could you come uh, as a speaker in a forthcoming TEDx event? So this was something yeah. I had not even thought in my life. So how right. come these things happened? And mm. uh, I came to know that there are like 1,500 applications to just select 10 people, 10 speakers. And I was selected as a second speaker without my effort on. So, and I uh, went and delivered my TEDx talk and my TEDx talk became so popular. And it is available in YouTube. And, and now I'm a rebound coach and helping people to make difference. Yeah, I everyone can rebound in their life. Now I want people to think of rebounding. You know, amazing. It is in our hands. So amazing. now I'm just want before uh, you, you take take over from me. I want to just tell. See, once my life was of no hope when I fell from accident. Now my life is of giving hope to many. My life has been transformed from life of no hope to life of giving hope to many today. I've been able yeah. to touch so many lives. Now yeah. I know the purpose, why the God made me. Maybe at that time, I didn't know the reason. This is what happens in many people's life. When we yeah. meet with some accident or some adversities, we get so much shocked, like just to hear the Shushant uh, film actor's death. I feel very uh, sad. So when we meet some adversity, we give up and we start, there is no word out there. But we need to, we fail to understand there is a, some reason for the God. We should ready to face the adversities boldly and then only we start seeing the possibilities. Because on that day I chose not to give up. Today, see where, where my life has been. Had I gone to US at that time, maybe I would have become a top-notch professional. But I would not have become so much popular made so much difference in people's life today. And this life is thousand times more valuable than I would have spent my life in US as a, um, some professional like that. This is what I wanted to tell you. Awesome. So Niranjan, where they can find you? If they have to find you, you are on YouTube, uh, Instagram, I believe, Facebook, right? Yeah. Uh, in, uh, I have a website called niranjanirligate.com. And uh, if you go to Google and type Niranjan Nerlige, N-I-R-A-N-J-A-N, N-E-R-L-I-G-E. Leave the space. Okay. If you type, I will get a website. And uh, YouTube, I have some 50 videos on YouTube. They have to just type my name, Niranjan Nerlige. They will get my TEDx talk and uh, some uh, other uh, motivational videos. Super. Okay. Super. Facebook, I'm available. Facebook I'll, personal yeah. profile as well as page 
I'll leave the links in in the uh, in the in the podcast as well, so the people can find you. It has been an amazing, amazing ride, a roller coaster ride for me as well. Listening to your stories, coming out with challenges, figuring your life out, and I'm sure there is so much of learning lessons for anyone and everyone who's listening out there, uh, if they choose to. Right? Again, it's a choice, and take certain things, apply it in your life, take action, move forward. You know, seek out, reach out. You know, um, again, if you're listening to my podcast, you know where to find me. If you're listening to Niranjan as well, you know where to find him reach out because you know uh, everyone needs someone when we are going through this uh, tough time and someone can give you a sort of perspective or guidance to help you move forward right so all the best thank you so much niranjan for coming uh, at a very short notice you know i didn't give you much notice as well with your busy timing you took out time and a good amount of time you have invested with this uh, conversation and thank you so much thank you so much guys for listening once again and i'm, I'm i promise you i'll keep coming back with uh, amazing amazing inspiring human beings who are able to guide you uh, you know in a certain way or uh, some add some value to your life basically and then so that you are able to use that and move forward in your life thank you so much niranjan once thank again thank you thank you so and much and have a have a phenomenal phenomenal uh, journey going forward and impact many more souls thank, thank you, you so much. much all the best thank you